Hey, hello everyone, this is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Have you ever seen a paramotor up in the air and you're like, man, what is that? I gotta check that out. And then go chase them down. Is that crazy or what? Guess what? It's not that crazy. It happens all the time. Matter of fact, my guest today is Ty King. He actually, he and his wife saw us flying around, looked at him and was like, what is that? We want to do that. But welcome, Ty. How are you doing? Doing great. All right. Uh, so so tell me the story. I mean, you and your wife were driving. I mean, I, I think I got the basics, but what exactly happened? Yeah, we were picking up furniture for my uh, brother-in-law. And he was driving, and I guess we were about a mile, mile and a half to two miles away from where you guys were landing. And uh, we saw you up in the air uh, with some other guys, and my wife got really excited, and she's like, we've got to chase them down now. And so, <laughs> uh, without driving through the woods or anything, but still staying on the pavement, we tried to track you guys down and finally made it over to the airfield where you were landing. That's so cool. And my friend Seth, too, he has he, he got a motor. He got it on, I, I guess it's on back order because uh, he said at the time it would be three weeks. I just te texted him today. He has two more weeks before he gets his motor. He already knows how to fly. All he has right now is a wing. And I got a chase cam, but it didn't really work out very well when I first tried to launch. It was my first blown launch I ever done. So I gave it to him and apparently it was still on because when you guys came up, you guys were on film and you didn't even know it. Right. And then lo and behold on Facebook the next day, there we are. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. So what I did is I, um, I saw the footage and kind of listened to, to what you were saying. And I took stills and posted them on my Facebook and apparently Facebook recognized the face and went to her and said, Hey, I think this strange guy is posting pictures of you. And you're like, what? Who's this guy posting pictures of my wife? What, 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 how'd that all happen? It actually tagged me and they thought they were pictures of me, but I've also gotten that for like pictures of King Kong and stuff too. And so <laughs> good old Facebook. And anyways, and so it was me. And so I figured out that was your name. You were the PPG grandpa found you and uh shared the post and we got in contact with that yeah absolutely yeah it came up that um someone wanted to uh tag it i'm like who, who wants to tag this picture i don't know <gasps> oh it's them oh it's them that is so cool so uh we went out flying i think what a week later a couple weeks later maybe and um i contacted them i said hey if you guys want to come out come on out and you know hang out with us and check it all out but um Let's go ahead and go back a little bit. Your wife mm -hmm. on that video was so animated. She oh, was yeah. like, just <laughs> like, like a little kid in a candy shop. Uh, obviously I don't know the ride to the airfield or the ride back, but give me, give me what's go what, what happened? What, what, what was going on in, in the background that I didn't know about? Uh, yeah, she was watching you guys and jumping up and down. She's like, oh, that's so cool. And I'm making the airplane, you know, swooshing down with the hand motion and, yeah, she's very, very adamant, and she's written it down on a list uh, for the things that we definitely want to do this year is to learn how to get up there and to go after it. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's it's Oh, it's a 2020 thing, isn't it? It is, Tim. Now, this is a new bucket list, and this is something that you really want to do. And just in case our listeners did not know, I'm writing a book this year, and it's tentatively called Your Dreams Are My Reality. I'm writing it with another author, and 
it seems like this would be a pretty good book for you to be in also because, you know, your dreams could be your reality only if you go after it. So what have you learned about PPG paramotors that uh, you think that you're going to have to get into, like the cost and where to get them and training? What, what, what do you know about that so far? Uh, mainly what you have told us and what, you know, several videos I looked up on YouTube um, to get more information about, you know, how people actually get started with this. And so I guess the main thing would be like, what is cost? Cause we've talked about, uh, cost of a new motor versus a used motor. And then can you trust a used motor? Cause remember <laughs> this could be your lifeline that you're talking about when you get up in the air. And so keeping things like that and making sure that we get up there in the safest way possible while having fun, which is what was we're chasing after in the first place. Um, so yeah, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions to do something, lose weight, whatever. They don't stick with it, but we're not those type of people. So I know some way or another this year we're going flying. Uh, not sure when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen, but you know, we're slowly learning and, and moving into it, not making any rush decisions. So do you remember the actual day that you met up with us? Ooh, I don't, jeez, oh, it was the end of last year in December. I think I saw on my Facebook December 22nd. Was it before Christmas or after? Yes, it was before. It probably was De December 22nd. So you just learned about it December 22nd, and you watched us. It was almost dark at the time. And between then and now, what have you learned uh, I mean, everything I know about it so yeah. far. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you What do you know about it? I mean, it It's been a while since I've been a newbie, and you know, I, I understand wings and you know the the meters, and uh, I understand about. Uh, I understand a lot about it, but I want to see. I want to kind of figure out what does somebody that just learned about it and watched videos. Didn't you say that you watch crash videos too? Oh yeah. We wanted to know the good and the bad. And so we've watched uh, crash videos and seen the worst of it to see what could happen. And so, yeah, there was people that ran into trucks and uh, of course went to water, went to trees to land because their motor went out. They didn't have any way of controlling themselves. Um, so yeah, uh, digging into both sides of that to make sure that we know exactly what could happen and trying to avoid that. So what do you think is the worst thing that could happen when um, being in the paramotor? Uh, I would say probably if you were over a large body of water and your motor went out. Oh, that would probably be one of the worst things they could do, and besides it, obviously just you know blowing up. But I don't, I don't know. Can that actually happen? Um, I'm sure that if there's some way of the prop um, hitting your gas tank somehow, maybe it shreds and then it hits the gas tank and sprays water and then it ignites. It's possible. I haven't heard anything like that before. Hmm, okay. So I don't think that's possible. Well, I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible. But all right, so. Definitely drowning seems to be like yeah. one of the number one things. What what else seems to be a, a scary thing getting into paramotor? I would say like a tear in your wing or something that was like, you know, an imperfection in it that you didn't notice before you got up there. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you're talking about this is holding your weight, but it's also holding the you know, velocity of the wind. And so any small tear could actually turn into a big rip and then you're going crashing down. 
Gotcha. I believe that the wings are have stop rip or anti-rip. I don't think that it's actually possible for them to rip. I believe that the lines would break before the fabric would rip. Okay. So so hopefully that's never going to happen. What else is kind of like a dangerous thing to you? Uh, I would say probably, uh, I guess the same thing is if you were in a roller coaster, you rely on things to hold you in place so that you don't go falling out. Right. So the straps, the, uh, the straps that come down to hold you in your harness, making sure that it's secure and that it's tight. And you showed me a few days ago on the frame, if you didn't have your buckles done a certain way, then your buckles could have slipped completely out and you would have fallen to the ground and it would still be a fun time. So making sure that those are, are tied the right way and that you're secure, you're not going to fall out. Also, I mean, uh, you showed me a different harness where you had a quick release. Mm-hmm. And so that was something I wouldn't have thought of because I would think that I would want to strap myself in. I want to be in there tight. I don't want to be able to get out. But you said there might be a situation where I need to. And so hitting that one switch where everything could just come out. Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't show you either, but there's a clip on the side where that buckles in uh-huh. that keeps it from that one quick release. So, I mean, you can Good. buckle it in. You also have a chest strap. So if you're doing things like, and the thing is, if you do acro, that's pretty much to make sure that, you know, you don't do something. However, if I unbuckled it completely I was and I was up in the air, I'm not falling out. So I don't think you have to worry about that at all. It's great. It's comforting. Podcast <laughs> now. I gotta go. <laughs> hey, it looks like your looks like your wife just called. Hey. <laughs> so we have her on speaker. Uh, this is Tara King. Hello. How are you? I'm good. So we were just talking about your animation and how you jump for joy while looking at the paramotors up there and chasing us down. So tell us in your words, uh, what did you think when you first saw them and what were you thinking and saying as you were trying to find us? Well, first, I didn't know that I was being recorded after we found you. But before <laughs> we, before we tracked you guys down, we were actually headed to go and, and pick up some furniture for my brother. And I saw them gliding over us from the interstate and from the highway. And I was like, what are these things? Because they honestly, just to describe it, it looked to me like there was a huge gym fan attached to a lawn chair flying (laughs) over it. And I was like, I need to find out what this is. But we didn't have time because we had to meet those people. So I said, okay, on our way back, if we see them, then we're going to track them down. I don't think Ethan and Ty took me very seriously. I don't think they really thought that I was going to push this further. So... We dropped off the furniture and got back in the car, and sure enough, I was pressed to the window, looking up, making sure, like, I was just, like, nose pressed to the window, waiting to see them, and I finally saw one, and I was like, follow them, and I was trying to roll down the window and yell, I was like, you think they can hear me? And Ethan was like, yeah, I'm sure they can. You guys couldn't hear me, though, I don't think. We we, we heard you, and we're like, that's, that's why we came down to see you. <laughs> you, heard, you heard my spirit. Um, so... We turned down Aviation Way, and I was like, this has to be where it's at. At first, we thought that it was maybe, an, like, we didn't know if it was an airport or if it was a place where they actually did um, paramotoring lessons or took you up there. So I was like, well, whatever it is, we're here now, so we might as well get out and find out. So I just got out of the car and walked up to uh, Seth, I believe. 
Yeah, yeah, Seth. Seth had my chase cam, and, and the chase cam was on and kind of recorded you. Yeah, it just it recorded. We didn't know, like like I said, we found out later we were part of the video. <laughs> um, I, I probably wouldn't have been so animated if I knew I was being recorded because I looked ridiculous. No, no, no. That That's why I put you on there, because it looked like you were genuinely really excited about this and that's what a lot of people see when they when they first see this on on youtube uh they usually come across tucker got going to mcdonald's and i heard that you recently watched that right yes yeah that was the first thing we saw when we went home and google paramotoring after meeting you guys <laughs> so fly to McDonald's. yeah definitely uh flying to mcdonald's that's what people say and then then immediately they're like wow how do I get into this? How much does it cost? What kind of licensing and, and school do I need, right? That's exactly it. And we started asking those questions to the, the guy that was recording down there on the ground. And he was kind of telling us about how you take lessons and how they're actually a place in Fort Smith that does it. And um, how you get your paramotoring kit started and everything like that. So, I mean, he was really good at answering a lot of the questions. Um, but we just couldn't get everything in in one meeting. So... I'm really glad that you reached out to us and we were able to uh, hang out again and talk more in depth about it. Well, the only reason why I was able to even get up with you is because I did a couple of screenshots from that recording and Facebook actually tagged tagged you guys, right? Yeah, Facebook tagged Ty's face and they were like, hey, I think you're in this. And and it was. It yeah, was he said he said that he's been tagged as King Kong, too. Yeah, he's been tagged as a monkey a few times, but if you use monkey impression, you'll understand. Oh my goodness, Ty, you got a monkey impression? Oh yeah, definitely. Do you, do you, she loves it. Yeah. Is is it a is it a facial? <laughs> it's got to be very visual. Yeah. It's yeah. Visual? yeah. Okay, we're on the audio podcast. You got to see the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll have to do a, a, a video about this later on. But until then, this is just going to be audio. You guys out there can just. I don't know. Just imagine this, this guy, you're, you're 240 pounds, six foot beast mode. He goes to the gym. He's massive and uh, he can put on a, a, a monkey face. So, uh, so what, really good. Really good. <laughs> She's cracking up. <laughs> so, so we'll definitely have to do a video on that. Um, hey, if you guys want to see Ty's uh, monkey face, do me a favor and uh, down below in the comments say, yes, we want to see Ty's monkey face. You know what we might need to do is do a, um, we might have to do a thumbnail with your, your face as a monkey. <laughs> and definitely grab some attention. One. Yeah. <laughs> Interview with a monkey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So anyway. So you guys found us, talked with us, thought it was cool. What did you say on the way back home that night? Oh, we're doing this. Is that, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I hope you know that I'm serious about we're doing this. And uh, it was right before 2020. So I'd written down in our um, agendas for the next year, I always write down all of the goals and, and aspirations and things that I want to achieve on my own, but also as a family for the next year so that I can kind of get an idea of what I'm working towards. One of the things that I put down was paramotoring, and then I put in parentheses sooner than later. Whoa, I like that. Sooner than later. It's on the top of the list? Yep. All right, and, and Ty, what do you think about all this? I mean, I'm going for it. And if she said it's a thing, I mean, it's got to be a thing, so... I mean, are you excited about this? I know that she is. Yeah, I mean, she actually she says I'm the one that's flying, and if she wants to, <laughs> if she's going up in the air, it's gonna be because she's strapped to me. 
And so I've got to learn how to fly these things and to use a wing. And then she's going to just go on the ride along. Ah, so you want to do the yeah. tandem exemption. Yes. You know what that means, though? That, that means that you have to be very proficient. You have to go through uh, PPG 1, 2, and 3, do the instructor thing, and tandem. So you would have to go through instructor uh, training. Sure. Is that something that you want to do? Yeah. I mean, it's just another thing to add to the resume, right? I don't think Tara uh, would mind. Uh, there you go. Yeah. I like that. Because then he can teach me. Gotcha. I mean, are, are you planning on uh, going and training too, or what, what is your goal, Tara? I am planning on doing that, but if one person, because since we're married, it doesn't really matter to, do I need to train as well to be able to go up in the air and ride with him, or does he need to be the only one that's trained? Well, I mean, you guys are... I mean, taking the training course. I don't mean just getting trained. Well, um, the good thing is, is usually couples go to training, especially if you're able to. And, you know, anytime that I go uh, see my instructor, you guys are more than welcome to come with. And and as far as I know, I believe that if you're just there and looking and watching and stuff, you know, you don't have to pay for anything. But, you know, if there's actually training done by an instructor you got to pay but you can hang out with us and talk with other pilots see what's going on uh do your due diligence and look around and find schools find instructors and you know talk with them because they all want to talk with you and they will talk with you and then you know you can make an informed decision but yeah anytime that i go you guys are more than welcome to go awesome yeah so what i would want to do then is just kind of go and maybe observe Absolutely, and that's what I... take the class. What, what's that? <laughs> I can take the class and I'll observe. Well, I mean, if you're not going to be actually touching the wing or touching a motor, you guys can hang out there together and, and, and learn together. Yeah. So what if I take the class? Can I technically, if I'm trained up to be a trainer and all that, and I've got a tandem rig, could I just basically strap anybody in there and just take off, or do they have to be trained in some way? Um, Actually... That's a good question. Actually, when you get your tandem exemption uh -huh. and you do a tandem, the whole reason why the tandem exemption um, exists, uh, especially for you know for a an, an instructor, is to be able to tandem potential pilots or people that are learning how to fly, mm -hmm. okay. and uh, you know, so you know, taking taking a you know a ten year old up there to fly around is technically not legal, but a lot of people do it. So you know, it's one of those legality things that you definitely will learn as time goes along this year. So, what have you learned so far, Tara? Uh, I've learned. A lot about the, the wing, and I've learned a lot about um, how you pack up a wing. I've learned about some of the legalities, like the strobe after sunset. Um, I've learned about the altitudes and the difference in the wind shifts. And um, I forgot, you mentioned what it was when wind rolls over trees, but I can't remember the exact Rot definition. Rotor. Rotor. And, and, it had something to do with the car part. Yeah, and it's not, it's not um, just... You know, I mean, rotor can go over trees, buildings, anything like that. Anything that obstructs the wind, it's, it's, it's an analogy of look at a shallow creek. And as it's flowing down, if you have a big boulder that's in it, you can see the water going around it. And when it goes really fast, you can see it going around up and over. And 
unfortunately we can't see wind, but that's exactly what the wind is doing. So wind will be going up on one side of the mountain and then down on the other side. So if you are flying and you go on the wrong side of a mountain where the wind is going down and producing a lot of rotor, that's when you can get into trouble and your wing collapses. So yeah, that's going to be something that's going to be taught. And it sounds like you already got yourself, you know, uh, immersed into this and no, I've been paying attention. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you said you understand the height, um, as far as how high we can fly. Do you remember what that is? Is it three? No, I'm not even going to try this. Cause I don't know. Do about you remember the number. Was it 30,000? 18,000. It's actually a, it's actually a 300,000. So I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. If you could go 300,000, I think you're pretty close to the moon, man. If you can go to the moon on a paramotor, that would be really cost efficient. Once you're out of the stratosphere, you got to kind of let it go a little bit. Exactly. So, so actually. I've also learned not to sit when you run the first time you're going up. You will hear that all the time. It'll be beaten into your head, but there's some sort of crazy reflex that when you first do it and your mind is going a million miles an hour, um, I had my instructor in on my comms and when I first smashed the, uh, the throttle and I was going, all I heard in my comm was womp, 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 like a Charlie Brown, womp, womp, womp. I couldn't understand it. I mean, my brain was going so fast that I could not understand English. And of course, as soon as I felt the wing pull me up, I'm like, good, I can sit. No, I didn't think that. I just, it just, it was an automatic thing. And I sat and I skidded on my knees on my very first launch, which I promised myself I was not going to do, but guess what? I did. Um, also, I turtle. Do you know what a turtle is? <laughs> That's when you fall backwards with the motor, and your and your feet are. <laughs> That's great. That's such a great image. <laughs> She's laughing so hard. <laughs> She's gonna snort. <laughs> so bad. Okay. Oh man, but yeah. So so we have. I mean. So it happens enough that there's a name for it, turtle. Um, and I promised that I would never do that. I think within my first five flights, I turtled. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I just It's such a great image. Just <laughs> that you're just stuck up in the air with your little feet in your hands. <laughs> with, your little feet. <laughs> <laughs> with your little feet in there. <laughs> I had a quick release harness, so I just popped it open and and, okay. and stood up. Broke out of the shell. Exactly, I broke out of the shell. <laughs> Thank goodness for the harness. Yeah, so I mean, there's only a couple of harnesses out there that actually are quick release. A lot of them um, have leg straps, and you are really strapped in. To me, that's kind of too restricting. So when I was looking out there for paramotors and stuff, uh, there's a couple of manufacturers out there that actually make them with quick release so they're out there if you want them and uh you know whatever you want to get i suppose but uh so okay eighteen thousand feet but actually one foot below that because at eighteen thousand feet you're in a airspace and you're not allowed to go up there over in america however in europe uh there's different places i think england is higher than that so there's been records where paramotors would actually go over I think it's 21,000 feet. 
Can you imagine being up there 21,000 feet? I mean, and see jetliners go by? <laughs> that seems a little high to me. Mm-hmm. How, how high do you want to go? I mean, I guess once I got up there, you know, above the trees, I would just want to keep pushing and go as high as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we took this fair the, here in Conway. We've got the the Ferris wheel that they set up for uh, oh, Christ, yeah, Christmas time, yeah, right? Yeah. And so we got up there, and Tara just freaked out because That's we were. That's <laughs> different. Why'd you freak out? Because it was a swaying box. And you think that a paramotor doesn't sway? You said I'm in a harness that's like that can hold five thousand pounds, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about these little janky. <laughs> animals, okay. I don't trust them. And did you see the guy who hooked us up? He didn't look like he had ever taken any sort of course on sex. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't look like he had done any studies or anything like that. He did not look qualified. He was a self-certified professional. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder where you go to school to be a professional Ferris wheel attendant. That's a great question. I don't know, but I didn't trust him. Wow. <laughs> and I didn't trust the boxes. They were swinging up there. It was windy. Exactly. Yeah, the, yeah this last time that I went flying, matter of fact, the time that you came out there, uh, it was really bumpy. Matter of fact, I just posted the video, like right before we, uh, Ty came over here. So I got the video, and right as I was launching, the the I was bouncing all over the place. Probably worse. That imagine being in a jeep tied down, you know, you know, with a five point harness, and going over the roughest bumps and stuff ever. That's kind of what it felt like. But but think about it. When you're in a jeep and you're like that, you're not afraid. Hell, you probably don't even have doors on your jeep. So. Yeah. Once you get your bump tolerance and you understand and trust your trust your equipment, it seems to be seems to be okay. Because when I go up there, I trust my equipment. I, I try to trust myself too. After this last time, I'm going to have to really make sure that my harness is um, hooked up. But um, oh yeah, so so what other things have you learned? Have you learned anything about airspace? thing that i learned about the airspace was that you can't you can't fly in it in certain in certain zones usually is it like in town or highly populated areas yeah the 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 airspace is per it's not complicated but it is definitely out there any g space uh g airspace is good i mean you can launch and go pretty much anywhere uh, if you're close to, and of course there's apps and I'll show Ty, I'll show you guys the apps that I use. I don't know what they are offhand. I think it's, I can't remember what it is. Uh, fly, I fly high, fly, I can't remember what it is. You, you guys out there know what I'm talking about, but I can't remember offhand. I'll have to post it in the link down below. If you guys know what I'm talking about, or you guys use any type of apps, Android or iPhone for flying, or you know of any, leave some comments down below. Let me know what you think and let me know what you use. It'd be really good. And maybe we can figure out, you know, maybe there's something else out there that I don't even know about. I use Windy for winds aloft because that seems to be the most scariest things to me. So what else did you learn, Ty or Tara? <laughs> Anything? She's looking at me. I'm looking at her. We're like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've been taking up a lot of the time. I feel like you should talk a little, Ty. Uh-huh. Oh, that's because I've been talking before you called in. Oh, well, oh. do you have the 
question about what you've learned about paramotoring. I've been the one that said it. Okay, so uh-huh. Ty, what have you learned about paramotoring? <laughs> Besides all those things I mentioned in the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I learned that we are about to take a motor off one frame and put it on the other, so I'm sure I'm going to get an education in about how all the mechanics work. And what he's talking about is I have an old frame. I bought an old frame and an old motor, uh, really cheap, like 3000 bucks for the whole kit and caboodle. And then I bought a brand new frame uh, from SkyTap Angel uh, Paramotors. And Andrew Fuller is the guy that actually designed it. He designed it to be so strong that uh, he guarantees that if you come down and crunch it and crack it or break it, he's going to just give you a, a free piece. There's no other places out there that do such a thing. So I'm like, yeah, sign me up. And actually, actually that was the harness that I had on that frame. Uh-huh. And I put it on the other frame just to test it out. Unbelievable weight shift. It's great. Oh, yeah. Do you guys know anything about weight shift? No. What's, what's that? Um, weight shift is the way um, when you're up in the air, you move your body. So, you know, right now you know that you pull right brake, you turn right. Pull left brake, you turn left. But if you stow your brakes up there, you can actually shift oh, shift to the right and you, you know, lean to the right and you turn to the right. Okay. Lean and sh- shift your, your body weight to the left, and you go to the left. Like a bicycle. Um, like a bicycle. Like a bicycle. Um, pretty much paragliders. The difference, be- okay, the difference between paragliding and paramotoring is paragliders will go off a mountain. We'll run off a mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Paramotors, we got the motors that actually push us off pretty much the ground or anywhere. Now, once you get up in the air and you kill the motor then you're kind of paragliding and paramotors usually pull brake to turn because we can smash the throttle and stay up high paragliding. They do a lot of weight shift because when you weight shift, the wing stays, you know, kind of parallel and doesn't lose a lot of altitude. When you pull brake, you start losing altitude, turning left or right or whatever you, you can drop pretty quick. So, paragliders they weight shift paramotors we can weight shift and it keeps us more aloft quicker or longer you know that's awesome so and like i said you know i'm not a professional i've been doing this uh not very long i got maybe about 20 flights under my belt so you know um i'm not i'm not the one to ask all the questions but there's some these questions that we're going over seem to be pretty basic most people that don't even They've been looking into this for a while. They kind of know what's going on. But is is there anything else that you guys been looking into, thought about, and were like, what is that about? Or, or any questions about paramotoring at all? You're still... No, I can't, I can't think of anything. Like, we were pretty thorough just now. And and you kind of looked at some crash videos. Is there anything that you were afraid about? Well, crash videos? I... I, I looked at crash videos because with the good, you have to look at the bad. And I know that it's a calculated risk just like anything else, but I had to look at the videos. And most of the videos that I saw were just people that were out there in weather conditions where they probably shouldn't have been flying to begin with. And, and you see that too, because that's what I see. When I see, um, when, when I go and look at the crash videos, I see people showing off, fly, yeah. flying in winds way too, too rough, uh, most, mostly showing off. Is, is that what you think? Showing off? Yeah, a lot of showing off. I see a lot of disregard for, for the weather and for nature. And it's just like, man, you have to you have to understand what you're getting into because if you try to 
if you try to act like you're better than the weather, then you know it's not gonna it's not gonna pan out very well for you. I've seen crash videos where they flew too low and they hit trees. I've seen crash videos where they jumped off of mountains and they didn't catch the wind right, and so they went down instead. And then I've seen some where they've cut the motors off and they didn't like get enough wind, and so they went down and they didn't land. It wasn't necessarily a crash. I wouldn't call that a crash. I would just call it like a faulty landing. Yeah. Where they don't land the right way. And, and so it looks worse on camera, I'm sure, than it was. But you just see a lot of, oh, no, and toppling and maybe falling. Exactly. And I think that's one of the reasons why good instruction is really important. Because you can go out there and self-train. And there's a lot of people that do. I mean, once you kind of get the wing under control. You have a pretty good laminar wind that's blowing about eight miles an hour. It's not difficult to smash that throttle down and get up in the air. And when you're coming down too, it's not that difficult and you're going so slow. Even if you mess up and, and, and slide in on your knees like I did a couple times, which I promised myself I'd never do, right? Um, you, It's like falling off a, a moped doing, you know, five miles an hour. You're just not going fast enough to hurt yourself, especially when you're going into a sod farm that's slightly wet. Thank God that's what I was flying around. But um, sounds like you guys got pretty much everything under control. Now, what are your timelines that you're thinking about as far as like getting a an instructor, maybe getting a motor or a wing? What, what, do, you, what do you guys, what are your plans <laughs> and this is for, and this is from somebody that what this is what you just were introduced three right. weeks ago, right? Yeah, it's been like two or three weeks total that we've known about it from the time that we've learned about everything to where we are right now talking about it on a podcast. <laughs> that's that's pretty quick. So, yeah. I mean, if we're gonna be talking about newbies, this is like the most newbiest newbie I've ever talked to. Um, yeah. So, anyways, what are your plans? I mean, you kn I know that you wrote everything down, but what are your plans? Uh, the timeline that you have. Uh, set up for this well she said sooner than later mm -hmm. so i'm assuming the first three quarters of the year maybe and so when we talk about timelines i don't really have a set date of when we need to actually do this because you know we obviously need to be educated about it which means getting along with the schedule with the trainers uh when are we gonna be able to do that and of course you know looking into getting the motor the wing the frame the getting all the pieces together how long is that going to take not really sure, uh, but one way or another, I mean, things are going to work out, and I've got faith that we're going to do it this year. Mm -hmm. Were you yep. going to say something, Tara? I'm not itching to get into the sky until I feel like I'm educated enough to do it. So uh, I'm okay with taking my time learning and getting with other people and asking questions and hanging out and and uh, and then taking the course and then going through that and taking my time with that. Um, I hear that the biggest thing about it is. It's, so it's in Fort Smith, so that's a bit of a drive. So we probably have to schedule where we could stay there for like two or three days and get everything done that we would need to to just get certified for it. Um, and then we would probably go into looking to get our own equipment after we're already educated in it. Huh? Certification, certification is usually like three to five days, isn't it? Or five to six. You actually don't need any certification to go fly. You can go get wings and a motor and fly that first day without any training or any certification. Wow. So there really are no, there's no certifications or 
no. like permits or anything. Nothing. You don't need a license. No. It's like a, it's like a um. It's like a moped. It's like it's like a moped to motorcycles. Motorcycles. You know, you can go fast. You can do crazy things if you want to. You can go fast and crash. You can do wheelies and crash, or you can just use it as you know what normal transportation and be quite safe. A moped is pretty similar, but you don't need insurance. You don't need a driver's license for a moped. Um, but you do need to know what a red light is. You do need to know what a stop sign is and a yield sign and understand traffic flow. So even though you can get this and you can go up and fly, you better know airspace. You better know weather and stuff like that. But no, you don't need anything at all. Nothing. Now, when you go to training, one of the things that they do have is they have different ratings like PPG one, PPG two, PPG three. And, um, that pretty much shows people about how much training you've had. So as a newbie in training, usually before or right at your first flight, you get your PPG one. That way we, we, we kind of know that, you know, you got training and you went for your first solo. And then, you know, PBG2 means, well, you know the weather, you know airspace, you know a lot more than that. And then you get a PPG3, then you can do the instructor, and then you can get your tandem exemption. I believe that's the order of it. If you guys, if, if I have said that wrong, leave me a comment down below and let me know um, what you believe the rating system is. I know that you don't need to, you don't have to. But most schools that have the PPG 1, 2, and 3 actually have a syllabus. And most people know that if you are a PPG 1, 2, or 3, about how much training you have and, and how much time you've had in the air. But no, no license, no insurance, no nothing. You can go on eBay right now, get yourself a wing and a motor, and go fly as soon as you get it. Nobody cares. Because it's just you. But would you recommend that, though? Hell no. Are you kidding? That's like <laughs> that's like sending your 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 15-year-old on a moped that's never driven or understands what a stop sign is or yeah. a yield sign or, or understands traffic pattern. Yeah, you can go out there, but if you, know, if you don't know what's going on, you're going to get yourself hurt. Yeah. Or, or eventually you could get yourself hurt if you don't know what's going on. I mean, you could tool yourself onto military ins insulation and, and get in trouble. Which is what people do when they fly and they don't understand the airspace. So it's one of those things that you don't have to, but highly recommended by everybody. I tell you what, honestly, when I took my first flight, if I did not have the amount of time kiting, and I felt very proficient when I did, and I did not have an instructor in my ear helping me out going up around showing, you know, tell me what to do, and then coming in for a landing and how to flare and, and land. I mean, I would have been a nervous wreck, but, but I'm, but I'm also an old grandpa too. And, and, you know, I got, I got things to live for. I ain't 18 and, and indestructible. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I would definitely suggest at least having someone that knows it around you and helps you before you take your first flight. One of the most dangerous things and the things that pilots get injured or hurt on is prop contact um, and the second thing i'm not sure if this is the right order but drowning drowning and prop contact are the two things that most pilots 
get in trouble with. Dropping out of the sky, mm -mm, not not that much. Um, landing too hard or, or hurting yourself, not too much. I mean, you're we're just going too slow in this in this sport. But prop contact, big. And, and one of the things is is starting your motor on the ground. Um, the recommended is on your back or on a rack. And what do you guys think? Leave me a comment down below. Do you want, I mean, are you a type of guy that will start a motor on the back or rack? Or are you the type of guy that just goes out and starts it wherever you want to? And what kind of precautions do you take if you do start it without a rack? I know if that you do cross countries, there's really no place to start it on a rack or back. You have to start it out there. So what are the precautions that you take to not get prop chopped? Prop <laughs> you don't want to get prop chopped. Um, and like I said, secondly is drowning. Um, you, it doesn't take much in a lot of these paramotors because of the way that their harnesses are all locked in to accidentally get into some water that's 10 feet deep, you know, and all that weight pulls you down, but you have all these strings too that start tangling around you. So there are floats that you can put on your paramotor that people do. So what do you think is the most dangerous thing? I mean, you personally, um, Tara, what do you think is the most scariest thing when you saw this stuff? What, what's the most scariest thing to you? I am really surprised that drowning is one of the biggest problems because, well, I guess I wouldn't see a whole lot of that on YouTube, but I didn't, I didn't see people landing in, in water as often, I guess, as it does happen. Uh, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of taken aback by that. I don't, I don't uh, like the fact of being surrounded by a bunch of strings and a parachute when you land in water with a motor on your back. But I would say for me personally, the biggest thing is overcoming the fact that I'm, I'm only I'm trusting a harness, trusting your equipment. That was the, that's the biggest challenge for me um, right now is getting over just trusting my equipment and knowing that I am going to eventually be competent enough in this to understand how it works and to set this up and that I'm not going into the air unless I'm, you know, confident in my equipment and that I can trust it. Exactly. And I guess I'm not going to know that until I actually get in the air with it the first time and realize, hey, I can trust this. Exactly. And that's the whole reason why they suggest that you take training, use the equipment that your instructor provides, because you usually can try different wings, different motors, and then you decide what you want after the training, you know, what would be best for you. And that's exactly how we're going to take this. We're going to do the training first, and then that way we can figure out what we even, because I don't even really know. I know that there's different types of wings. You even told me there's different types of um frames there's different types of situations that you can get in with frames and netting getting caught in the, the propellers and stuff so i mean i want to make sure that we go through the training course first learn what we want to use and what we need to use and then start looking for the equipment and then get in the air on our own exactly and a lot of manufacturers or a lot of people that actually sell um, you know, frames and motors will actually talk with you on the phone and tell you all the pros and cons of the frames and the motors and stuff like that. So, I mean, you can talk with a lot of people, uh, pilots, um, people that sell the stuff and, and learn a lot. And of course your instructor will, will try to guide you in the, in the right direction also. So, you know, when you take your, you know, first couple flights, you'll feel very confident. 
I mean, you'll feel very confident in it. Uh, matter of fact, my last podcast, uh, episode two of PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, which I believe is maybe live on iTunes, I or I think it is. I, I put it in a couple of days ago. Hopefully it's live. But um, that's what I did with Kyle O of the Kyle O School of Paramotor. So there's another instructor that I talked to. So there's a bunch of different instructors that will talk with you on the phone and and definitely send you in the right direction. Uh, do you have any other concerns as a newbie? I mean, three weeks into to knowing this, that that kind of frightens you or, or scares you about paramotors? No, but I will go back to, you said the time frame and like how we're planning on doing this. And uh, I think probably, I think a good time frame is about six to eight months. So I think within the six months from now, I would like to be trained and ready to go into the air with my own equipment. So by June? Yeah, June and July. I think it would be a perfect time to get up there. It's summer. It's nice. How about the 4th of July? We plan oh right... Goodness. No. Fireworks. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? I know. Yes. Wouldn't... All right. So how about this? Let's make a pact right now that on the 4th of July... <laughs> All three of us are going to somehow go up, you know, out in the uh, countryside and watch the fireworks up to a half an hour after sunset because we have to land half an hour after sunset, unfortunately. But we could watch it. I think that'd be really cool to do. What yeah. do you think, guys? There's drone up there. Yeah. As long as they're at a distance. That's what I was saying. There's some people that would just aim fireworks at you, I'm sure. Uh, when you're up in the air, you're kind of a target. We, we're we very lucky that over here um, we have a family farm about 300 acres and a lot of land that we could actually take off yeah. and watch things in the distance. We'll be so far away. And right. we'll have a landing spot. So, I mean, we could just, you know, go up high and then watch it all around us in 360. Yeah, perfect. I'm in. Let's do it. I love having deadlines. Okay. And how about this too? How about we figure a way of doing a live podcast in the Ooh, air yeah, I like it. on the 4th of July to, to show people when they're watching this podcast or that we did it, that we actually did it. <laughs> so let's do a live podcast and, yeah. and I'll try to find a way of actually doing a live podcast. And Absolutely. I know the comms, the scene of uh, comms, you now you're a motorcycle runner or no, no. no? Um, same as motorcycle comms that they have in helmets and they're using it, you know, for, for flying too. And you can do, um, regular phone calls or you can actually do like, um, a, a direct connection. I think I have never done that before, but we could do some sort of connection and then stream live. Sounds great. I don't know how we can do that, but we have. Tara's like, I'll leave it up to you guys. We have about. <laughs> we have, how do we do that? We yeah. have about seven months. And... I'm like, you're just talking crazy now. <laughs> well, yeah, we're talking about flying up, like you said, in a lawn chair with a with a with a fan <laughs> underneath the underneath the. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Those huge gym fans. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like. Exactly. A huge gym fan, yeah, and and. Which is funny because, you know, my motto is, you know, I'm, I do paramotors and I'm a big fan. <laughs> she just got that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Did you know? I get it. You see, I get it. You see it on my face? You see it on my Facebook? I mean, have it up there. It's like, I'm a big fan. Yeah. yeah no, I got it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just got it. All right. Well, on that note, I am going to get off of here and let you guys finish up. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, everyone. Uh, this is Tara King. It's uh, Ty King's wife. Ty King sounds like a Ty King Kwando type of thing. Hoya! And uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I totally appreciate you, Tara. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to be a part of it. All right. Back to you, Mr. Ty. What are we going to talk about now? Oh, she said love you. I saw that. Yeah, she loved it. She tried not to be on the microphone about it. She yeah. said love you, baby. <laughs> That's so awesome. She she is absolutely adorable. Well, is there anything that you want to talk about? I think we went through a lot of stuff. Is there any questions that you may have about paramotors that are kind of up in the air or... No, maybe we can handle that big pun of being a big fan. No, I really do have one, I have one question. Yeah. I, I saw you guys last time we were out there, and a few of you were, like, coming in pretty close to each other, mm-hmm. moving in opposite directions. But, like, so how close do you need – how much room do you need personally up in the air uh, to keep a safe distance from everything else so that you don't get caught in anything? Like, if your wing's touched – I don't know if that would actually do anything, but if your strings got caught together, then now you're twisted together. And so how much space do you need personally up in the air to keep a safe distance from everything? It's actually interesting that you said wings touching because we have tip touching. We actually go up in the air and we're flying side by side. We tip touch. Wow. Um, I haven't done that yet. I I think that uh, one of my friends was trying to do that last time and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that yet. I don't have a reserve yet. (laughs) So, um, as far as distance, you can ride side by side and touch tips. Uh, there are people you know, on the acrobatic team that, not even on the acrobatic team, people that are just really good at this, that can put their feet on the person's um, wing below them. Wow. Um, and so there's not a lot, but the big thing is rotor wash. If you're flying directly behind and slightly below that person, the wash coming off of the the uh, prop mm-hmm. could um, collapse your wing. Ooh, okay. um, if you cross a path where somebody just uh, flew in front of you, you could go through some bumps and turbulence and and stuff like that. So you have to be careful about that. Uh, other than the rotor off of the the motor i i don't think that you have to worry too much i mean there's a lot of wake it's just like a boat you get too close to back of a boat you go through the wake same thing with same thing with the air so you gotta be careful about that um my instructor was actually on the comms when i was flying around with uh, some other people and he goes make sure that you don't get too close to that person in front of you because of the wake. I'm like, oh, didn't even didn't even cross my mind. I mean, these are these are some of the things that you just don't know on YouTube. I mean, you don't hear about this stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You get to see these people that are really professional, tough, touching tips, putting their feet on mm-hmm. another person's wing, um, you know, doing crazy acrobatic stuff, um, wing overs and barrels and helicopters to make it look so easy. They do, yeah. they do, they do, but. To me, right now, all I want to do is, you know, launch, get up in the air, look around, you know, kick back in the lawn, lawn chair, up in the air, nothing around me, and just just take it all in. Because usually you're up in the morning or the evening, so you watch a sunrise or a sunset. And I've watched some amazing sunsets so far. It's been absolutely beautiful. So I don't think that you have to worry too much about, you know, flying back and forth. Just watch 
where they've been and don't try to go through their wake. Okay. Um, anything else, Ty? I think that's it for now. That's that was a lot, now. and uh, there's still a lot to learn. And like I said, you don't really know the questions to ask until you, you hear the answers. <laughs> exactly, and that's kind of why I wanted to do this one with newbies, just in case there's questions that people may have. So if you guys out there have any questions that you want answered, um, I probably can't answer them, but I know a lot of people that probably could, instructors and you know very knowledgeable people. One of the people that I want to get on here, uh, his name is Nathan. He is really good with weather. And I trust him with the weather forecast more than I can kind of comprehend and understand it. So if he says, Sean, it's not good to fly, I'll be like, it looks like it's good to fly, but I trust you more than what I trust. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have him on here too. So Nathan, if you're watching, if you're listening to this, you're next, dude. <laughs> but anyways, Ty, man, it was really good talking with you. I totally appreciate it. Uh, anybody out there in the audience want to get up with me, you can get up with me at ppggrandpa.com. And that goes to my YouTube channel. If you want to go over to my Facebook, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Sean Simons. And you will find me. Um, That's about it. I think I'm on Instagram. Sean Simons on Instagram. I think I'm even, no, Paramotor TV on Instagram. I changed it. And then I think I may be Paramotor TV on on Twitter. I don't know. Golly. I need to log in and look at <laughs> yeah. and look at my handles. I, I, I don't know. Now, if someone wants to say hi to Ty or Tara, do you have any media out there that, uh, that you do yet? Um, you can go to my Facebook page for, I guess, my business. You can do that. Uh, for TKS Digital Design on Facebook. And that's, that's right. where I am. You are a, a cool computer programmer, engineer dude. <laughs> so what do you actually do and what, what could you uh, do for maybe some listeners out there that may want uh, a web page built? Oh, yeah. I create and build websites. I uh, manage social media accounts and do graphic design like logos, flyers, posters. And here lately I've been doing a lot of... <laughs> taking people's existing websites that they had built by a web designer and the web designer, you know, charged an exorbitant amount, right. then moved to a different state and then you never hear from them again. And now you don't own the content. Yeah. And so I've been going in there and taking those domains back and taking the content back and rebuilding a website that they have control over and turn that back over. That's awesome. Is there an email address that they can get up with you in case they want a web design Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, so it's T-I-K-I-N-G-1-7 at iCloud.com. So TyKing17 at iCloud. And if somebody goes, TyKing Quandle! It's funny because in college I had a, a room where a guy stayed a couple dorms down, and his name was Kai Chang. <laughs> and so everybody here in Arkansas has a very thick you know, country accent. So if they were talking, they were calling down the down the hallway, you never knew if they were saying Ty Kang or Kai Chang. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is so classic dude that is so funny so i i appreciate your time man it's rolling up on an hour i cannot believe that we talk so much but dude i appreciate you and i appreciate your wife it was really good meeting you um nice that we're hanging out we went to the barbecue and we went yeah. dancing the other night too so i mean yeah. you know you just finding us and you know it's almost like we found best friends that we've you know never had 
Absolutely. And I appreciate that. You know, something Tara said earlier about, you know, how people kind of misunderstand the weather or they don't pay attention to it. It was, I was thinking back to that dance class where one person's taking the lead and the other person has to follow it. And I was thinking, well, when you're up in the sky, you know, nature, you can't fight against it. It has to take the lead. And so if you allow nature to lead the dance and you follow the motion with it, then you can't fail. But being aware of what that next move is and trying to you know, fill it out and build that partnership, that's that's really important. Exactly. And just in case you're wondering about the dance studio that we go to, go to kathyandfred.com and check it out. It's really cool what we do. Anyways, dude, man, it's so good to see you. Thank you for hanging out. We're going to go into the garage here now and and transfer a motor from one frame to the other and a harness too. And then we're going to do a video on this and post it on YouTube. All right. Man, great. just so much so much. <laughs> Did you even know that you're going to come over here? You know what? I'm going to have to I'm going to have to feed you, I guess. Are you hungry at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to have to feed you, man. I'm going to get you some steak and potato mm. and and uh, I don't know. What, what, what do you eat? I don't know. Whatever. Cures a lot of heavy lifting we're going to be doing. Arr, heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's only, it's, it's not a lot of heavy well, lifting. That's right. Yeah. Know, we can pretend though. <laughs> I'll hook you up, my friend. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for listening to the podcast. Leave some comments down below. Like this podcast. Find us and definitely subscribe. We're going to have a lot of really good content. If you want to be on this, we are at... Um, paratalk.org if you want to interview someone that you think is really awesome if you have a good uh, paramotor story if you want to be interviewed get up with me at ppggrandpa at gmail.com let me know and we will get you on the air I mean look at Ty he doesn't know anything about this since um, what three three weeks ago right. he's on, on, on a podcast so I, I need everybody that is in any stage beginner intermediate advanced incredible whatever get up with me i want to interview you um i got a interview do you know jeff Gowen? no jeff Gowen actually did the uh, ppg bible you want to learn about this go to pb ppgbible.com pick up yourself a, a book that tells you everything that you need to know hmm. about doing this before you even get started before you even find an instructor ppgbible.com pick your up pick yourself up one i talked with him he has a new book that's coming out and hopefully at the end of this month we're going to be doing an interview with him too so you guys stick around subscribe good talking with y'all and uh like i said uh we'll catch you on the next side next the, the flip side the the, yeah. the other side yeah, the, the, the other thing ne next time yeah. <laughs> all right guys catch y'all later <laughs>